CEO, mom, sangoma, artist, and hip-hop head are just some of the many titles that describe Notando Mikoko. But beyond those titles lies a person who's intent on making her way through life in the manner most authentic to her spirit. Notando spoke to me about the business side of music in South Africa, Nas, spirituality, the real tragedy of XXX Tentacion, and why yoga is the meditation form that carries her through a colorful and textured life. This is Notando Mikoko, Unlocked. Silent or flight? Okay, is that okay? It doesn't do that feedback thing, whatever. Okay. Well, it hasn't happened before. It might end up happening with you for the very first time. Let ever. me not be that person. Don't be that guy, Don't please. be that guy. We're having a lot of firsts here, by the way, so that wouldn't be a, a bad first. Which first? What are the firsts that you're having? So, okay, so a first for us is for me to not have my co-host here. Okay. Usually I have a co-host. His name is Chilu. All right. Yeah, and uh, Chilu and I, we, we have a good rapport. You know, so the ideas and thoughts that I have, he counters them with random stories <laughs> of his childhood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and nice, okay. tales of his own personal experiences that color the conversation a sure. lot. And his insights are always powerful. So I'm, I am going to miss him. So it's that tag team yeah, element. You're missing out on the tag team experience. <laughs> okay. So that's the first. He's in Zambia right now taking care of his Lusaka Radio Summit, by the way. Oh, That's why okay. he can't be with us. Yeah, it's not a personal thing against you. It's, a, <laughs> it's just his other things going on. Another first is, we're at your home. Yep. So thank you very much for letting us into your home. It's a pleasure. It is a beautiful space. I love it. These apartments are dope though, right? So dope. These so are, dope. These are so dope. I remember when we were trying to find an apartment, we were looking at this area as well. Yeah. And we're just like, and they were just not available. No one was trying to leave, no one was trying to sell, no one was trying to do anything. Everyone just wanted to stay in them because they're so For dope. a reason, they're so dope. And it's like, yeah, because it's like those older spaces, bigger, yeah. the parquet floors. But I mean, I've been house hunting in this area for five years. Mm. Like, I know I can't afford it. anything. I was like, no, let me just see what's there. Let me see. And he's like, okay, I like this, I like this. Yeah. You know, and only eventually was able to, you know... To get it. To get it. Yeah. And, it's and so hard so to get a space here and yeah. for good reason because, like you said... People don't, I mean, it's a beautiful space and mm. you have to have the patience and people don't want to have to wait that long for such a beautiful space. Sometimes their situation doesn't it's allow for that. Yeah. yeah. So that's a first, by the way, being in a beautiful space that is yours. Usually we are at a place called Conscious in Greenside or a place called uh, La Vie and Rose, also in Kalani, by the way. I remember you were saying, yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah. no, I'm glad to have you guys here. Thank and you for hosting also can us. Feel, I suppose, feel the energy as well. Yep. Feel my energy. at home out here with the ginger tea. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So thank you for that. <laughs> So that's the first, um, and then of course you, you know what I mean? Um, I, this is my first time sitting with you, so um, I know there's a lot of people out there who have no idea who you are as a person, we're gonna get into that and what it is you do. So let's just start with a brief description of how you describe yourself. Oh, By the way, how do you pronounce your name, Mikoko? Mikoko. Mikoko, okay, yeah. what language is that? It's actually Lomwe. Okay. What so is Lomwe? Lomwe is um, from the northern areas of Mozambique. Mm -hmm. um, that's where like my great-grandparents on my dad's side came from, but they moved across to Malawi okay. from Mount Malangi's side. Um, so Lomwe is a, it's a, it's a, it's a language, but it's also a people. Um, but it's a dying language, actually, and a dying culture because... So the history is that when the, when the, the so they came, those people moved into Malawi running away from the Portuguese um, situation in the late 1800s, early 1900s. 
Um, when they got there, it was actually quite a, a hostile. The whole normal, or normal. Um, normal for us. Well, no, no, the usual, that xenophobic Oh, that vibe, vibe. okay. I thought you, you were talking I mean? about colonialism vibes. No, and unfortunately, normal for us, you're right. But, yeah, so people were just like, who, who are you people? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, so they had to assimilate very quickly into the Chewa um, culture, Chewa language, etc. So a lot of people can't speak it. I mean, I've never, I've never even heard it, I don't think. Okay. knowingly you know but that's where that's that's, that's where the that roots of it yeah okay. so i mean answering your question as to who i who i am or how i describe myself it's like such an impossible question i love hearing people describe themselves <laughs> so this is gonna be fun go ahead um i'd like to you know i like to think my think of myself as pan-african in um perspective and in heart you know um but I'll, you know, essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm a mom, um, a working mom who's just trying to keep it together and um, make a positive contribution in my space, my immediate space, my not-so-immediate space. Um, and, yeah, I think, like to think I'm highly, you know, I'm principle-driven. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I just want to have a good life and cool. leave a good legacy. Cool. I like that. Welcome to Key Africans, by the way. Thank you. It's really good to have you have us at your squad. Let's begin our conversation on a nice little, you know, overlapping space we both share. Let's start with Nas. The Nas (laughs) album just came out. Have you heard it? I've spoken. I know your opinion is important to me because you're such a head. No, I I haven't heard it. It's a Nas album. This is the thing. So, this in the last fortnight, the last week to two weeks. There's been so much new music, it's been ridiculous, you yeah. know? So the Nas comes out, so we've got this group chat. So my, my one cousin, he's like, yo, I've been waiting all night for this. This is the, the you know, the day it came out yeah. and like he got on, he's on Tidal. He's like, he's, so he got on that. Da, 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 da. And so my brother is like, I hey, know it's great. It's amazing. It's amazing. You need to listen to it. So I'm like, is it, is it Illmatic amazing? And he's like, you're getting carried away. <laughs> like it's, and he's like, it's really dope. Like, and, and I was just like, okay, I need to get on it. But at that time I just, I just, um, downloaded the, the, the new Kanye. black thought. Oh, thought. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. Ninth wonder. Yeah. No, I, I'm liking dope. it. That's I'm really, dope. really loving yeah, that. And I got into the AKA and I never thought I'd get into really? the AKA. I'm in the AKA guys. I am inside. <laughs> <laughs> I am inside. But have you ever been an AKA? No. So this is the first time you... This is the first well, time. Well, welcome. Thank you. This guy I mean, has been not, consistently this dope, though. The thing is, this and is it's, it's not even that I wasn't on him as in, like, I wasn't feeling him, like, specifically not feeling him, but I was just... The bug had never caught. Okay. You know? And so um, I, I, I get it on, on, on... I download it, and so my son, who's also quite a head... He's like, no, you can't play that. So he wouldn't let me play it because he's like, too much auto-tune, mom. Too much auto-tune. I'm like, but everyone. He's like, no, we can't listen. So it took me like even, you know, a couple of days to like finally get to listen because my kids yeah. bully me around all the time. And I got into it and I was like, I'm feeling This it. is quite nice. Yeah. This is quite nice. It is a dope album. It's a dope It's interesting album. how a lot of those powerful singles had come out already prior to the album. Yeah. And yeah. some people are even surprised that he included them in. But I think it's dope that you do that in the modern age. Yeah, no, why not? Because times have changed. You can't just like surprise people with records anymore. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. you can surprise people with new material. But it's good to have singles lead up to a project. I, right? thought, I, know, I thought it was great. You know, that, mm. like, that it, it's a build-up. Yeah. This is exactly what it is. But even the stuff that came out on, on the day, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't on the pre, pre-release. You know, there's some really nice bangers. 
I think so, so too. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't listened to the Nas. I will listen to the Nas. Um, look, you know, okay, so my relationship with Nas. Go ahead. Um, I, I, I dig him. You sound you know, like Kelly's right now, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> my relationship. My with relationship. <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously Nas is Nas, you know what I mean? Yeah. He is, he, he's an institution within the institution. It's all good. But I was really, really hurt by his whole situation on distant relatives. How do you mean? Like, I just didn't, I couldn't understand, I couldn't vibe with him on that album. Were you vibing with Junior Gong, though? Of course. So what was it about Nas that made you not vibe with him? It made, I just, I don't know. It, the, the album, I just, he didn't come off, man. Or he, he, it he wasn't did, authentic? Yeah, I think he felt, to me, he sounded like he felt under pressure. Well, it was a it was an ambitious project. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, when Junior Gong and Nas decide to do an Africa centered project, that's that's a leap. I mean, we get it. They love <laughs> Africa and they are sons of Africa. Yeah. But it's a leap. If Mi, for example, did that with Manifest and with yeah. maybe Japreza from Zim, there might have been a, an a authenticity bit, yeah. there that you might have connected yeah. with. But if you connected with Junior Gong, then clearly it wasn't that. What was it? No. I think it was an element of that. Maybe because of that disconnect, generally, that, that, that you're describing, perhaps Junior Gong was able to bridge the gap a bit better mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just, yeah, it must be that, that he was able to bridge it better. I just felt Nas just never, and it wasn't like when, a skill, when I try and describe this, people are like, no, but Nas, is, it's not about even just the way, like his spitting. It was just, it, it didn't feel. Didn't feel right. It didn't feel authentic. Okay. Well, listen to this new album. Okay, What's your, what is your view on it? My view on it is simple. I feel like there's a certain kind of hip-hop that I, as somebody who's over 40, grew up on 90s hip-hop, well into the 2000s, created hip-hop. Mm. There's a certain type of hip-hop I want to hear from my favorite artists. And Nas is top five any day, all day of my favorite artists. Yeah. That album that I want to hear is what he delivered in 2018. I don't want to hear Illmatic. Yeah. And I don't want to hear Uchiwali. I also don't want to hear... Um, Lil Uzi Vert or Kendrick Lamar in a Nas voice. I want to hear Nas in 2018. And that's what he delivered. So I personally, it's already now, between that and the Cardi B, that's my album of the year so far. Yeah. And we're only in June. You know only I mean? in June. And only in June. So I, I rated that highly. It's that dope. Okay. Okay. Now I'll definitely give it a listen. But you know, what you just said now also just reminds me. Um, uh, I've got a, a friend, a colleague, um, who tweeted that the problem with you, with you guys who grew up with hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, in the '90s, is that that becomes that's forever your your paradigm. Like mm-hmm. you want you consume all hip hop with that in mm-hmm. mind. Um, so when you say, for example, you don't want to hear uh, Lil Uzi Vert in a, and, and I completely agree. But are you? How are you feeling about? Lil Uzi Vert? Or generally hip-hop now. Are you, are you, are you not stuck in your... Absolutely I don't call it not. stuck. Because no. I'm, always, I'm always accused of that. I know. Look, I don't think you can be passionately involved in music in 2018 if you don't, at the very least, immerse yourself in current artists and current music. You know? Uh, when I say immerse, I don't mean be a fan. Mm, I, th- mm. I think there's a difference between being a fan of something and immersing yourself in something. Mm. So I immerse myself in new music uh, I listen to pretty much everything that comes out that's new. Um, 
and I, I consume it, I, I take it for what it is. Some of it I absolutely love, some of it I absolutely hate, but I never like paint it with one brush. Yeah. So when I say I don't want to hear a little Uzi project in a Nas voice, it means I don't want to hear Nas trying very hard to, to relate to Lil Uzi's audience mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that really, it just comes off weird to me. It doesn't, it doesn't jive with me mm-hmm. because his audience, people like me, we love Lil Uzi Vert for Lil Uzi Vert, mm. but we also love Nas mm. for Nas. So mm. I don't have those issues of OGs out there mm. finger wagging at the kids <laughs> and saying, this is not real hip hop. <laughs> you know, back in my day, you know, boom, bap era, yeah. no, I have none of those issues yeah. at all. And because you miss out on so much if you if you on that on that tip, like, no, 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 this is not real. Like you miss out on so, there's so much hmm. nice stuff that's out there. I mean, it took me a moment to like get into sort of this local uh, sort of trap vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now that I'm in there, I'm like, in. I'm in there. I'm loving, like, I love gym. Saudi, uh, Zuchi Coke Dope. I'm yes. like, yeah. Zuchi Coke? I don't even know who that is. Zuchi Coke Dope. Zuchi I Coke need to, Dope. You need to put listen me on to that. Zuchi Coke Dope. Yo, put me Guys, on Zuchi listen to Zuchi Coke Dope. Zuchi Coke Dope, mommy. I want to go back to, since we're talking music, Khalees, right? So Khalees comes out for the first time, if not ever, about some personal stuff in Nas's life and Nas and Khalees' life that us Nas fans didn't know about, right? And it leads up to the album dropping, right? I don't know if you know about the Khalees stuff, which is basically yeah. telling their internals and relationships. Yeah, the domestics. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't follow it closely, but I saw, yeah, that's what she's on. And yeah, there's a bit of hoo-ha on the net about it. Okay, mm. so there's that. And then, um, and then the album drops. Kanye West talks about 400 years a slave. Ah, that sounds like a choice to me. And then his album drops, you know. Do you feel like that's where we at in terms of releasing music? That we need to create all kinds of other juicy little tidbit things, clickbaity things, in order for us to put the music out? It's happening. It's happening a lot. I mean, someone was talking about even the AKA situation, like you're writing off everything that's happened. Oh, it's happening, you know, so it must be a thing. Um, and I think now with the music industry, um, under pressure in the sense that you need the next new thing or you need, you need the hype, you need the next hype to, you know, to get to, to, to be out there. Um, I think people are, are, will do anything to get the sales. And that's yeah. what's happening. I and can, it's, I can't imagine being a person who sells music in this era, having to figure out how to create something juicy for the project to be received. And the question is then, is it really still only about the music? You know, so people aren't just doing the music for the music for, you know, this is listen to my music. It's about I'm selling the entire everything. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm an entertainment package. Mm-hmm. That's what I am, you know, so. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's because the industry is so is under so much. It's so fast now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's so fast you, to remain front page, you know, in people's minds. It's, it seems to be more about more than just about the music, which is not great. Well, I don't think you can remain front page for long. If you do get front page, congratulations, but tomorrow, tomorrow there's going to be a new front page yeah. and you're not going to be on it. You know? and, so and is it worth then putting your own family business? I mean, would you put your own family business out like that? I'd never. Like if you and your partner go through something, you put it out like that? It's a different. It's just a different space. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand that whole. Uh, I know it's tough. It's tough. I don't know if I would. I don't think I would, because you get to live with that forever. These people chow on it front page today. 
tomorrow. And it's, it goes to the whole reality show life. I just don't understand why you'd have a reality show. Like, I don't understand why you would have a reality show other than the fact that you're not, if anything's up for sale for mm-hmm. money or for whatever, fame, money, whatever it is, um, you know, even your, even your most personal inner, it doesn't matter as long as you're pushing the brand. It's about get, staying in people's faces, you know, because right. I really don't get reality shows. Do you not watch any at all? I don't. I don't even watch TV. Look, I don't even have a plug. I don't, you know. <laughs> so this is but, just an ornament, just you know to decorate I mean? the and, room. And, the, and my kids are always like, dude, when are we? I'm just like, oh, 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 oh we're going to get Are you one of those parents who subjects their children to no television because you don't like TV? <laughs> but not consciously, right? I'm, not, I'm just, I don't get it together. I'm not like, as long as, you know, we're online and... Okay, well, that's... You know... I think that's more important. That's more important. For me, so I'm like, okay, rather let's invest in that kind of, okay, you good. know, infrastructure. Okay. Then, yeah, then and, that's fine. But I don't watch reality shows. I don't understand why you'd want people... In, why would I should be that interested in your day-to-day, like, uh, you know, mm. and why you would want people in there like that. Um, and is it even authentic? Because then it's script. I just don't get it. We're in a selfie era, right? Where everything is like this. Like, everyone is not yeah. just sharing the world according to them being the center of it in their world. And we all want to see that. That's kind of the era we're in. And that stretches right across the board. So even with hip-hop music, they write in I terms. I was, when I was, me, I was. Mm -hmm, There's no, mm -hmm. not too many we's out Mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just think it's the sign of the times we're in. So the, the, you know, the reality shows are one of many things that are about that same culture right now. Curating our lives for other people. Yeah. And we end up not living real lives. We don't end up, you know, we don't invest in enriching our lives because we're so busy curating them for the public eye mm. um, and I, I, I don't like that and I mean I'm very conscious about that with my kids as well you know just like you don't have to be out there all the time and I see it with my daughter she's I mean obviously she's a teenager so she's also very much influenced by everything you know yeah. um, and I'm just like uh, one of my the terms I always say to her is learn to keep your privates private Right. Have pride in having a private life. Have pride in, in people not knowing your business all the time. I think if everything's always out there, how are you ever going to, you know, stop and, 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 and invest in yourself and, and grow and just, just be you? you when know? you introspect. Exactly. I'm starting to think that some of those skills we grew up with, like the ability to introspect and keep things private, I don't think those skills are going to be needed going forward, eh? I think the generations to come are not going to require that type of stuff, eh? Even the ability to curate, like you say, mm-hmm. is going to be dialed up in that generation because the vast amount of data that will be available to them will require them to do that just in order to just navigate life. Just navigate. Their level of curation and their ability to filter is going to be so dialed up that things like introspection, those, those are skills that future generations are going to just... Chuck away, I'm afraid. And we're trying to impose those on our future generations because we think that that's important to us. It must be important to you. Maybe things that you think are private shouldn't be so private. Maybe that space that you don't want to share isn't as deep as you think it is. Maybe they know that and you are yet to know that. But I don't think knowledge of self or or, or, or personal growth... Um, is a generation like it's 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 not a generational thing like yes the world is only making it that much more difficult to stay 
in that space, in a healthy space. I, I, I don't even think it's imposing. It's, it's, it's just health, you know? Um, and it's not impo- it's, it's we ha- what we have to teach our kids. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you need that, whether you're living in 19, whatever, or 2000 and whatever, surely um, you, because to accept what you're saying is to say that the human experience um, or the being, the human being, um, is is re- only re- you know is, is relevant, or the health of the human being mm-hmm. is only relevant to certain times, or you know what I mean. Like even if the world make you know once will force people to just expose themselves more, they still need to be able to invest in their own health. I don't know. Maybe it's okay what I'm saying, but I just no. I hear what you're saying, and I I, I agree. I think it's definitely valid. Um, but my thing is the the social interaction aspect of it. So for example. Um, some people feel like walking around with your shoulders out is inappropriate mm. because you're sending out the wrong signals. Da, da, da. And now we're in an era where sheer tops where nipples are out is not considered to be as alarming. Mm. Right? Mm. The principle of having personal space and personal respect, I think, stays. Okay. But how, it's, how, it manifests how it manifests and how it is portrayed is different. So social interaction for us was, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? How's the family? Social interaction today could just be a tweet it yeah. could just be an Instagram post and that's done do you know what I mean so those things are what I'm talking about how is how does it manifest that is different the core principles maybe they stay you know and even then at some point even they will be challenged they will be challenged yeah. how they ma- how it manifests will challenge those core values and core principles so I suppose it's it's a it's a it's a balance that has to be that we have to try and maintain. It's such a tough one. You know, I find myself like sounding more and more like my parents did. And I'm just, I wonder, you know, I thought I was, now I'm just like, maybe I am conservative. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> I know, you feel more and more conservative as time yeah, goes by. Yeah, as time goes by, because I'm, I'm really affronted by some of the, you know, some of the things I see and some of, I just don't understand it. And it's, it's, um, it's it's like also like that whole spiritual erosion and mm-hmm. people are like but what is your spirit what is spirituality what do you, you know I'd like to find out what that is so in fact before we get into that let's dive into you again now we've touched on so many other things let's yeah. dive right back into you so let's let's talk about your your creative journey now I know you as because I know you from way back in the day okay so my relationship with you in terms of from a distance at least has been via people, via music, all kinds of things have connected us together. So I know you're an extremely creative person. You used to do poetry. You still do poetry? You stopped doing poetry. Well, what... No problem. What is doing poetry? Are you a poet? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's fine, it's fine. We've got the audio, don't worry. We can always cut away in this part. So you've got... You are a poet. Are you a poet? I think one, yeah, I think I'll always be, I, I still write, yeah. you know, um, but I don't do it the way that I used to do it. So, for example, I don't okay. record anything or perform or whatever, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in terms of the creative side of how you roll, what, what would you say you still do or you still are? So how I, do you express yourself creatively? How do I express myself creatively? Um, so I write a lot. Um, some stuff I get published, um, but a lot of stuff I just write for myself. And I think now um, how I express myself the most in, 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 in my creativity is in the creation of 
And, and, and it, it goes back, there's this thing that, you know, that creativity and spirituality are two sides of the same coin, exactly. you know? And it's like, I felt my creative journey has, has led me or to grow my spiritual, spiritual practice. Journey. Yeah, my spiritual, my spiritual journey. And I find I create a lot in that space, um, which can mean in a, lo a lot of things. But I feel that just, you know, being able to try and, or take control of my, of my spiritual self, my spiritual energies, mm -hmm. and channel them in a certain way, I find that is, a, that is an expression of my creativity. creativity. I love that answer. You know? Because the thing about creativity is that when you are a poet, it doesn't mean that you have, you have to manifest your poetry in recitals. Yes. Or it doesn't mean you have to write stanzas or prose. Yeah. Your poetry can be expressed in how you dress. It can be expressed Absolutely. in just how you live your life yeah. as a poet, you know? And some forms of poetry are slightly more boxed up and defined than others. But certainly creativity isn't so boxed up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Let's get into that spirituality thing. Um, what has your spiritual journey been like so far? And where are you with that? Hmm. It's been it's been hectic. <laughs> as journeys. As journey, journey, yeah. I mean, I remember as a as a kid. So I grew up. Um, my parents didn't go to church. Um, and I was like, "Yo, heathens! Dear God, why did you put, put me with these people?" Literally, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Okay, no, just take me to Sunday school. Just take me to Sunday. Parents would take me, whatever, you know." Like, and so I was, as a kid, I was always very interested, like I was always very drawn to um, that's something, you know, like trying to understand the meaning, God, what is all of this? Right. And as I grew older into my teens, um, the politics of religion then also, you know, started getting, I started getting my head around that, mm -hmm. understanding different um, religions and, and politically what they mean. I got married to um, someone who was a practicing Muslim at the time. Okay. And so I got, you know, got to grow into that, you know, understanding Islam, also the politics of it all. Did you convert? Um, no, okay. no. Okay. Um, but in all of that, um, the, my, my, my spirituality, which I didn't understand at the time, and I think which was really always was at the root of my curiosity, um, was a, a calling in, in, in terms of my family spirituality, Ubungoma, um, which I didn't even know really growing up. It was actually a very, like, you know, we don't, like, no one talks about it. But then eventually, um, maybe, like, I don't know, seven years ago or so, it really started, like, you know, manifesting in, in very many different ways that, and I remember eventually saying to my mom, like, what is going on here? Because... I'm seeing this, I'm dreaming this, I'm getting... And then okay. eventually turned out that um, we had, like, severe secrets to never speak about the, you know, Izangoma in our family. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because um, two generations up, my, my grandmother, that was, the, that was the generation that was like, guys, we are born again, okay? We are born again. Okay. We shall never talk about... Jesus and, Christ, Bible. Yeah, 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 no, proper, proper. And I think, and that's, I think somehow that's why my parents just never didn't, didn't do that church thing because their parents were so into it. But um, a couple, of, it was a, you know, from there it was understanding that I had a calling, um, which was a very, very hectic um, process generally. Um, and but coming into my own in that space and 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 following that and it's it's really just defined a lot and actually just put a lot of context into everything, 
And it's been a great journey also in terms of understanding who I am, where I'm coming from, and all the things that... You realize that, like, you know, families don't talk about so much, and I think it's, it's just... Um, it's sad, actually, but it's all about... It's part of the politics of our, our colonial past, you know? Right, it is. How it, it we... It really is. Mm. So, okay, so... The family's not talking is a, is a, is a, a very interesting thing. We can talk about that. But I just want to talk about the calling for a second. When you received the calling, and you obviously went on the journey, and now you've come out the other side, what does that mean for people who have no idea what that actually means firsthand? What does it mean for you to... to we know about receiving the journey and how disruptive that may be. We know about going through the process of... What would you call that process? Uktwasa. Uktwasa, yeah. yeah. So it's like, what are you, you're being coached or you're being mentored or guided? What's that? <clears throat> so all of us, everyone um, lives with Amadlozi, right? Okay. It's, 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 it's not a, okay, these people have Amadlozi. The way we live our lives, it should not be that it's Izangoma that have relationships with their ancestors. We all actually should, in a daily, normal way, be, be having, you know, those com conversations and, and communicating with but um, when you have a calling to Bungoma, it, it, all, all it means is that one of, or some of Amadlozi Ako were healers in the past. And that, that, that healing gift is passed down from generation to generation. So okay. you as the person who has the calling need to then learn to understand what is this calling? What am I supposed to do with this gift and understand that, that purpose or that aspect of your life that you have to fulfill? Okay. You know, so... Ugutwasa, that is, is a process really where you are taught how to live with that gift. You're taught how to understand Amadlozi um, Ako, what, you know, what they're saying, how, how, they, how they communicate. Because right. part of um, the process, you're called to Ugukula, when you actually are, are being called, but you don't know what the hell is going on, is that you don't understand. It's like you don't, you, you don't understand the language. You mm -hmm. don't understand, all you know is that you just like, just hearing, you know, metaphorically people just talking to you, but you don't understand what they're saying to you. So that... You must feel a little bit like, <clears throat> I'm, going, I'm going crazy, I'm losing my mind. No, here. literally, that's how you feel. It's really, it's, it's very... Because you, you don't understand. You don't, you don't know why you feel the way you do, why you see the things you do, why you hear the things you do, just why you feel. And that's why they call it Ugukula. You literally are unwell. And it's different to when you have dreams. It's different to, like, literally, it's like, it's, it's not a normal way of feeling a little bit off. Yeah. This is like, clearly, I'm not making this up. Yeah. I am seeing weird things. Yeah. And I am actually hearing things. Yeah, yeah. And when you go through that journey, I always say, actually, the only purpose, the only, you know, the thing, the, the deal with the Butuasa is just you go there to learn that you're actually not, a, you're not crazy. Okay. You just go, it's like, oh, okay, cool. All right, no, it's, you know. So but I'm not mad. So I'm not mad. Um, but you go there and you learn how to live with this and how to fulfill that purpose um, and how to manage it because it's it's a even after you come, even after Otwasile, it's now you now you at least now you understand that you're not walking alone. You 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 have to coexist with um, with this with this presence with this um, purpose, etc. <clears throat> but it's a, it's a continual, it's a relationship. Mm -hmm. What you have is like a, a relationship you have with anyone or anything. It's a, it's a continual growth process, um, learning to understand each other, you know, going through good moments and bad moments, um, you know, 
one's will is being expressed whilst you're trying to express your will and how you find middle ground. Gotcha. But at the same time, fulfilling, ultimately fulfilling the purpose that you're meant to fulfill, which is to, to heal and to, and, to, and to bring light and, you know, and, and, and that's in your life, in your immediate surroundings, um, and to people who, who, who are brought to you or you are brought to them mm. for the purpose of that. Because it's, it's, a, it's, it's about that light. That is so beautiful. Because most people kind of conflate that with almost like the dark arts. There's always like a shadow associated with that whole vibe. And it's always like, but it's a beautiful thing of helping people and allowing people to get answers and healing, you know? That's yeah. actually what the journey is about. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's really history. That's, yeah. um, it was necessary for African spirituality to be demonized in order for um, Christianity and, and coloni colonialism to thrive. Mm. It, you, you have to, we can't find strength in who we are if we're going to, if, if they're going, going to succeed in, in, in subjugating us. So it was important for that to be demonized so that black people can reject that. Right. And like I'm saying, you know, our, our spirituality is, it's not a, it's not a Sunday, it's not supposed to be a Sunday thing. It's not a, um, a thing that you do when Gunum Sevens in December. Now, now we are to, we are performing our spirituality. No, it's a daily thing. You know, it's, it's I always say like it's like with Christians that whole going to church on Sunday. Or, that's not Christianity. Christianity, you should. If you're a Christian, you should be waking up, living Christianity, going to take a shower, living Christianity. Going, you know what I mean. And that's how our 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 spirituality is. Our religion, if you want to call that, and. Right. With us not embracing it in our daily lives, it's there's a lot of power and strength that mm -hmm. we give up, that we've given up, um, which means you, you ultimately without the, I, I don't believe that with without having that aspect of our lives, mm -hmm. you can really have that knowledge of self that we we're talking about earlier. You, yeah. it's, it's 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 such an integral part of who we are, you know, your family. Is your living family and your and, and and the family that has passed, and that is your strength. That is, there's a lot of guidance. There's a lot of of, of being held. There's a lot of strength that comes in that. Um, it makes sense because you're not you're not just an iteration that came out of nowhere. Yeah. You're not just an island that just manifested itself. There's a history before you. Yeah. There's a history before that, and there will be more after you. Yeah. So in the context of all of these things, these things can't not matter to you. They have to have some kind of impact on you today, you know? And I think that's what our traditional spirituality tries to bridge, is those two gaps between who we are today, who we were yesterday, yeah. and who we'll continue to be as we go along and even after we're gone. Yeah. That is the, the real emphasis on it, you know? And, and, and that's, that's, like I'm saying, the, the, the strength we've given away. If you look at all post-colonial um, societies, or, you know, if you look at Asia, um, you know, it's like, Japanese, Chinese, um, Indians, etc. All those places post um, independence went back, reverted to their to their actual indigenous spiritual practices, mm -hmm. and I believe that our post our failure post independence in in so many different countries on the continent, our failure to revert to our spirituality is one of our. It's 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 one of the core reasons we are not able to overcome 
even economically, politically, I think, because I, I really believe that the rising of a people includes their the spiritual rising. And that's why you can you see in these other places, I think, that they, felt they went back to their spirituality and they're actually prospering as a people, which translates to political, economic, and other social. Mm. But with us, we are so... We've got this political freedom, but this absolute... Like, spiritually, we're in chains. We, we in, yeah. it's, we're so in chains. And I, I really think that... Of course, we'll be in chains because our ancestors are not feeling our... We're not recognizing them. It's kind of like, okay, so we must, how are we, are we going to help you out of the situation? We, we've completely, you continue to turn your back on us, mm. you know. And how can I, you prosper then? How can you prosper? How can you grow and multiply and develop when yeah. you have no real center? You have Your no center, center is empty, it's exactly. weak. And every people, just like everyone has their own languages, um, cultures, etc. everyone has their own path in language to that spiritual strength. And we have completely forsaken ours and we can continue to do so. And it's just very bizarre. That's, that's dope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave and park that for now. Yeah. So you say you express your spirituality, your creativity through your spirituality and you used to have a yoga studio, right? Mm. Um, are there any connections between, so all of these things have creativity running as a course through it mm. because ultimately you're an artist <laughs> at heart, you know? So when you set up this yoga studio, what was your aim at the time? And this was before the calling, I'm sure, right? Yeah, this, well, this was before I, 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 I answered the calling. Oh, you answered yeah. Um, but it was all part of that, I think, part of that journey. So I, 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 just, I used yoga or found yoga to help me in kind of silencing a lot of things that were happening that I didn't really, even at the time, really understand what, what it was. Because the thing is, the practice with yoga is, is it's, it's meditation, right? Um, ultimately, whether it's meditation in motion or meditation—that—that's yoga, and it's about emptying yourself as a vessel, and 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 being able to find that absolute stillness and peace. So that was what I was really looking for. Looking for, and um, it was such a great help for me just in 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 cultivating my spiritual practice generally. That I was like, you know what? More people, more people need to, you know, experience, and that's mm. and that's how um that's how I opened Iteru House. Um, and so you've always been about trying to share and be communal with your journey. Whatever nice things you come up with, you just want to share yeah. them. Yeah, that's kind of been your energy from the beginning. Because it's it's I don't know it's a it's an it's an I we we is better than I right mm. and us and and. Yeah, I mean, finding your tribe and, and growing with your tribe, you know. So, um, and then eventually, I, I mean, I, I started, I, I did my teacher training in yoga, started teaching, um, and I just, yoga is just great. And it's also like when you talk about the art of, of, of yoga, I mean, there's a lot of that expressive um, creativity in practicing yoga. It's a very beautiful thing. You know, it almost becomes a dance, mm. you know, when, you, when, you, when you're practicing. Um, but it's just, it's, it's such a... You know, when you look at all different sort of spiritual elements mm -hmm. and et cetera, and, uh, you know, yoga helps with, you know, balancing your energies, um, your chakras, et cetera. And when I was um, a Pechuen, um, you know, when I was Nuzo uh, Tuasa, like a Pechuen is the, where it is, whatever. 
Um, so, I mean, my yeah, government... Those are little subtitle things <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't really get into detail on. Y'all don't need to know yeah, about that. Like, That's not important. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> um, my government would, you know, teach, teach us about how when you're... Or whatever, you, you know, you need to feel it from your base here, like mm-hmm. the, at your back. At your and core. You, at your core, mm-hmm. you know, but, and, and you describe the energy centers... And, and how you'd feel, you know, that energy rising. And that's exactly the same thing, you, you, you know, you learn in Kundalini yoga, where okay. the Kundalini energy is sitting in your base chakra mm-hmm. and it rises as you, you know. So it just shows how it's spirituality, spirituality at the end of the day, like yeah. our spiritual bodies and, and all of that, it's, it's just expressed in different ways by different people in different languages. And that's why I'm saying it's so important that we know our own spiritual language so that we can express it best, you know. I love what you're saying, man, because what you're saying is so powerful. You're basically saying that Christianity, uh, our own cultural spirituality as Africans and even ancient, you know, Far Eastern techniques and methods of meditation, etc. Mm. they all rooted in the same thing. The spiritual aspect of who we are. Yeah. Right? Our spiritual side. How that manifests, how it's used, those are other things that are outside of the point. The point is, there's a spiritual element to you. you know. But what that says to me is that even in Christianity, there are some universal truths that as Africans, we can continue to adopt even post-colonialism and continue to live out mm-hmm. some universal truths that exist in ancient East Asian cultures yeah. that we can continue to adopt and use and some of our own that we've lost that we can readopt and continue to assimilate within what makes us us as long as we have balance in that sense. Yeah. And as long as we focus on the spirituality of it all, even in, so in Christianity, there's this, I believe there's the, the spiritual aspect of Christianity, then there's the religion aspect. Right. Religion for me, because even in Ubungoma, you know, if you take it, at, or, or in our African spirit, there's the religious aspect, which is very man-made, which is very culture-specific, which mm-hmm. is very, you know, subject to the times. Right. But then there's the spirituality of it, which, which really should not ever be eroded, which can't be eroded. So even in Christianity, those universal truths, they, sh- they truly are, because it's all rooted in the one universal language of love, God, you know? Um, but the religion, I'm very... Yeah, I'm also not feeling religion, eh? Touchy. I'm not a fan of religion. No, I'm right not now. a fan of religion. It's and man-made. the thing is, me, I grew up in a, in a, in a home that was about religious dogma, and Christian dogma at that, very biblical. So Sunday school was a big deal. The Bible was a big deal. So your family Specific would have verses. been my dream family growing up. Really? Like, no, because I was telling you. You'd have like, actually loved my family. I yeah, think my mom and you would have Because we're all going to church. I'm like, yes. Oh, my mom is fully. <laughs> <laughs> you and my mom would be. She's like, yo, are you guys, when have you guys, like, you know, me and my wife were looking for a church. And my, my mom was like, have you guys found a church yet? Mm-hmm. You know? Uh so what church have you guys found? And something like, I can't really resonate with one right now. I go to a church and I just feel like mm, it's not quite the home I grew up in or whatever, you know? Yeah. But as I get older, you know, I'm, I'm really starting to look at religion differently to spirituality, you know? And I am seeing what you say. There's a universality in what spirituality is. And then there's a toxicity in what religion is, you know? But let's talk balance now for a little bit. Um... You studied law, yeah? Mm. And you finished it and everything. Did you ever practice law? No, I didn't practice law. After, well, not as an attorney. Okay. After my first degree, I did my LLB, then I went into tax law. Okay. And I worked at um, Deloitte 
um, in the wow. time. Uh, You've had many lives. Dude, I'm just like... You've had many. I've seen you drop 16s. I've seen <laughs> you... So anyway, you have all this balance and you don't even like flinch. You know, so you've got the lawyer in you. There's the creator in you. We've already spoken about the spiritual person. There's the mother in you, you know? And, um, and of course, there's the lover in you, you know? Are you in a relationship right now? No. Okay. By relationship, I mean with a person, with a human being. <laughs> and I, thought, I also meant person, okay, good, human good. being. I'm just clarifying. Okay. Yeah. So, in all these things, you find balance. But more than that, you also find a way to make a living out of all this stuff. And a lot of creatives struggle with that. Like... How do I make a living? Now, just briefly for those that don't know, um, you were sitting at pretty much heading the ship of, at Capasso at some point, yeah? And now you're sitting at the sh heading the ship at Samro. Yeah. Where, do you want to talk about the position you hold at Samro? Um, okay, yeah. Well, so I'm the CEO of Samro. Okay. Um, Which is the South African Music Rights Organization. Southern African Music Rights Organization. Southern African. Southern African Music Rights Organization. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was South African. No, no, it's Southern African. Has it always been Southern? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Well, because even when it started, um, it always, it had um, Swaziland, Lesotho as part of the territory. Wow. So that's why they call it Southern. But... Um, School us, please. We will speak it So we're a performing rights organization. Um, it's actually the biggest biggest collective management organization on the continent, um, which is pretty big. And we deal with public performances, um, broadcasts, et cetera, collecting um, royalties, distributing royalties. Nice. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, it's a very, like I'm saying, it's the biggest organization like that on, on the continent. So you can imagine the, the, the influence. It's such an influential organization. It's a big deal. It's a very big deal, even, I mean, particularly in South Africa. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, it forms such an integral part of our, of our music industry. Um, so which means it's, it's an exciting space, but it's also yeah. a very difficult space to operate in. So your experience at Samro, um, but let me just, before we go into that, finding it in you, in your creative self, to still be able to make a living out of it, get yourself in a position in a corporate space, that also deals with creativity and rising up those ranks to the point of CEO. Where does that come from? How do you manage to do that? Because, I mean, you are a creative, you're an artist, poet, slash, rapper, slash. You should be out in the street corner basking for some coins at the mall. You know, and this is like my, the eternal conflict of my life. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> my gosh, you know, it's because you don't, that doesn't ever really go away, you know, um, that need to be expressing yourself in that way. Because even though we're in the music, music industry, my job is not very creative. It's what is creative though, and it's the creativity, the creative in me that I suppose forces to find those kind of outlets where you want, you come up with creative solutions um, within the space that you're working in. But it is a conflict. I mean, it, you, you mentioned balance. Balance is like frantically trying to keep everything together. It's not a perfect, you know, kind of juggling of things. It's, 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 it's an everyday struggle. It's an everyday struggle, um, and it was a it was a conscious decision. I remember taking, am I gonna, I'm gonna am I gonna, and also because I had my daughter very young, yeah. I was twenty, okay. so I already had pressure to make. I mean, I suppose I could have just been like, oh, okay, whatever, the parents will take. But I, I, in myself, I was like, I need to grow up, you know, to use a crude way of, you know, a way of doing it. And I, and I decided to 
I, cre- I consciously decided I'm going to find a way of trying to keep my creative true self alive, but kind of make it in this world where I can provide and, and make a living for, for myself and my, child. and my child, you know? Um, but it's not easy, and it's, it's, an, it's a conflict. Mm. It's really a conflict, particularly, I mean, I, I find it even in this, my spiritual work where there's, you know, there's a, there's a view internally or whatever that that's actually what you should be doing. Mm. Actually, all the stuff that you're doing, waking up every morning to go to work is like, what, what are you doing? What are you, this is what you should be doing, and, right. you know? So it's, it's, it's not easy, and I think it's... I don't have an answer for it because it's conflict. And you just have to work it out as you go along. I just have to work it out as I go along. Um, yeah. What kind of what kind of um, issues do you face at work? What do you struggle with at work? And I'm thinking more continentally this time because now that you've alerted us to the fact that Samurai is not just about one particular country but a regional thing. Yeah. I'm sure your trips across the continent teach you this. Um, what are some of the challenges you face as you've gone along on your journey? <clears throat> I think and this is work related. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um look, you know, the the priorities and focus that we as an industry in South Africa, mm-hmm. number one, and number two, as a continent, as the continent of Africa are facing, um, are real issues and, and issues that need and have a lot of like socio-political, socio-economic mm. um, you know, faces to them. But at the same time, we're facing a global um, challenge in the music. Well, ch- globally, the music industry is just moving and things are changing right. and we are not keeping up. Mm. So for me, as someone who's exposed to the global um, trends, trends and the way that the, the industry is moving. Um, and you know, it's moving very fast. Every day you wake up and something new has happened in the industry and you're like, really, we're here? We're here. But, and, and trying to say, for our continental and, and, and country industry to keep up, we need to, do, we need to be doing A, B, and C. But we can't be doing A, B, and C because we're still dealing with basic issues like there is no social security net for musicians in South Africa. We do not have the political support on the continent and in the country to revolutionize our music industry enough that we keep up with, 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 with the times. Changing times. Mm. You know? And that's really, really hard. I mean, if you look on the continent, the number of organizations like SAMRO, we've got, there are a number, but how many of them are able to adequately service the musicians in the in their different territories, including in South Africa as well, we need to, we we look at ourselves as Samra and we ask ourselves how well are we servicing, you know, the artists. Number one, the composers who were making money in the eighties, nineties, but right now now are no longer active in that way. How is the entire industry, including government, including the Department of Arts and Culture, including all the different structures, how are we able to? ensure that those people remain a part of the economy right. or in, in whatever way. And secondly, how are we ensuring that all the younger artists who are actually really making it now, mm-hmm. are we able to give them the tools and the platforms that they need to, to compete globally? You those know? are big questions. Those are big questions, and that is what the industry is facing. And 
it's it's not easy. It's not easy. Um, I mean, if we're looking at just like what we are, the core of what we do, what Capasso does, mm-hmm. is royalty management. Right. Because at the end of the day, you make money gigging, um, you make money from whatever else you're doing on your day-to-day, but it's the long tail that really counts. That's and the long tail is you're publishing, your royalties That's from what your counts. Pub- That's what counts. That's what is actually going to ensure that even when you don't have a, an album for, you know, mm. whatever long, you're still, able, still to able to do stuff and for feed th- people and... Exactly. Mm. For, but, and for us to be able to do that, we need a healthy, functioning industry. And in many of our countries, including South Africa, we really? don't have optimum... I would have South Africa was immune to that and that the rest of the continent was the ones that were a little bit more shaky. Has that been your experience? Um, structurally, structurally is what I mean. Structurally. I mean, South Africa is, you know, the, the one thing that's, I think, has helped us from that, from that royalty space and why I think Samro has been able to hold strong for so long mm-hmm. is that the culture of publishing or, or you know compositional rights and publishing rights has been strong in South Africa whereas in many other areas of the of the continent um, the difference between um, rights in the recording and rights in the composition have never been distinct people have never understood that when you compose you've got rights and and, and, and you're entitled to a royalty stream and then when you record it's a completely different set of rights right. a completely different um, royalty stream so people mm-hmm. would sign over rights and royalties as, a, as one package not realizing that they're actually signing away for free their compositional rights mm-hmm. so I think to answer your question yes South Africa has um, been recognizing that 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 royalty um, and and rights aspect um, for a long time, and that's why that side of our industry is quite well established, more so than in other countries. But I mean, you, there are a lot of developments happening on the on, on the continent. I mean, you know, Nigeria, Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, Kenya. It's you know we've we've been working on it. They've been working on those on those structures, nice. but not without challenges, and also not without pressure from um, organizations outside the continent trying to make inroads in the, con- in the continent. Yeah, so I can still- imagine there's always that need to develop like new business development strategies around coming into the continent yeah. and taking advantage of the fact that it's a rich resource waiting to be exploited as well. Exactly. But we, sh- we need to be exploiting it for ourselves. But we need to definitely do it first. Well, yeah. I mean, it won't be first because majors have been here for a while though. And in have- South Africa. Yeah. Oh, really? Not even on the rest of the continent? No, I mean, I, I know, was it maybe five years ago that Sony opened the office in Nigeria and then oh, Universal... That's recent. That's recent. It's very recent. It's recent. I mean, they've kind of been there in pockets, but it's South Africa has really been the, 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 the one port where the... <laughs> <laughs> I love the nice, careful choice of words. <laughs> where we've had the majors, yes. <laughs> and you're off to the rest of the continent next week. I know you did mention you're going to several countries where you're yeah. going, just very briefly. Um, I'm going to go to Algeria. Yeah. I've got a meeting there with Onda, which is um, the second largest um, collective management organization on the continent. Awesome. Um, and then after that, we've got a meeting in Cote d'Ivoire, which is all the African CMOs, these type of organizations, awesome. meeting for a regional. That's great. And trying to workshop and trying to make this thing work. I mean, we need, we need our industry to work in Africa, but as Africans. Because if we don't make it work, someone else is ready to. Mm -hmm. They're ready to. Are you optimistic though? As somebody from the inside who knows what's what? I am optimistic. I am optimistic, but also I'm very aware that 
the solutions or the future of the industry may not necessarily is, is not necessarily going to come out of the existing structures and solutions. Okay. So I'm optimistic, yeah. but I, I also know that we, we need to change up. We need to switch up the game plan. Totally. I agree with that. And technology plays a big part in that. Huge. A We're going to have part. to figure out how to start making tech work for us. Absolutely. All right. Real quick before we go into what we call rapid fire. Uh, I know like it's scary, right? Rapid fire. <laughs> I'm already like, what? <laughs> I love how whenever I say rapid mm-hmm. fire, people get all scared. Like, oh my God, rapid fire. Like, I, really, I don't know the answer. <laughs> Before we get into that scary bit of the, mm. the show, um, quickly, mind, body, and spirit, your biggest lessons on how to find balance and how to have a healthy, a healthy state in each of those. Mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. Then we'll jump into rapid fire. It's basically a self-care question. Mm. And it's not like you prescribing to the world. It's just you sharing your own how you take care of your mind, how you take care of your spirit, and how you take care of your body. So what is your regimen of self-care? It's yoga. Just that, yoga, in one word. Yoga, you know, yoga, there are are many branches to yoga, you know. Um, But yoga literally is for the mind, for the spirit, and for the body. Mm -hmm. So when you need to still your mind, when you need to, you know, yoga. When, When you need to get fit, when you need yoga. Mm. When you need, to, you know, that spiritual balance and, 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 and that emptying I was talking about that allows you to, it's yoga. It's, I, I really, I, I know as Is that a, how your, your skin is so clear? Is yoga? Yoga. Everything, mother, yoga. So basically, you're <laughs> telling these people if they do yoga, they'll be have skin like yours. And please do not fear yoga. Like, I hear strange things about how yoga is not Christian. I'm, just, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yoga is not a religion. Yoga does not have a God. Yoga does not have anything. <laughs> like, just, you know, it, it's... It's poses is what it is. It's poses, but it's, it's, it's alignment. It's, it's aligning your mind, your body, and your, and your spirit. Hmm. It's aligning within your body your spine within your body, your spiritual, you know, I mean, your energetic centers, mm-hmm. um, you know, your mind, literally it's how to still your mind. With yoga, you're not supposed to think about things. You're, not, you're supposed to literally empty your mind and allow your mind to rest. So it's, it's um, I mean, there are lots of different things, obviously. And I mean, also, okay, other than the yoga, is, is obviously trying to have a very, healthy and, and, and continuous relationship with Ahmad Lozan. That's very important for my mental um, and spiritual and emotional state. But I really do swear by yoga. I know it sounds ridiculously simple, but I really do. Okay, well, we'll go with that. I personally have never done a pose of yoga in my life, knowingly. I might have done it just like <laughs> watching soccer. Then I cross my legs and I'm like, oh, this is comfortable. It's really awesome. Is it? It really is. Thank you for that, eh? I really appreciate that. Um, before we wrap it up, rapid fire very quickly. That's why it's called rapid. Okay. We don't want to take too long on it, and we don't want you to take too long thinking about mm. it. I will fire a question at you, hence the fire, so calm down. Okay. And then you just have to tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. And don't censor yourself. I know you've worked at Samro where you guys talk about censorship, etc. <laughs> you know, just calm down, relax, let your mind be empty, as you say in yoga, okay. and then say whatever comes to your mind. Usually it's an option between something and something else. Uh, sometimes it's just one thing and you tell me what it, what it brings out of you. Okay. I might say a color and then whatever word comes out, that's what it is. Okay. Okay? Let's do it. Rapid fire. Let's go. So I have five questions for you. The first one, 
Yoga or meditation and why? I think we've explained this one, but go ahead. Yoga is meditation. Okay. Beach holiday or bush holiday? Bush holiday. Uh, I love trees. I love greenery. Fair enough. XXX Tentacion. I was just having this argument with my kids just yesterday. You know what? I have to also, you know, when you accept that, you know, you're out of your depth in terms of <laughs> you, maybe you're old or whatever. Yeah. For me, he, I think I've always thought initially very troubled kid, um, horrible end. I, I've never felt his energy. Really? Yeah. And, and, and um, that was even before I knew about his, all his abuse and stuff. Just, I think just a very, very troubled so and yeah yeah i mean god rest you know yeah but isn't it interesting how and i'm gonna just be quick isn't it interesting how there's a whole generation like him it's, i mean I'm, I'm a rapper okay so i know what it's like to have 14 15 year old rappers around me yeah it's like a whole generation of xxx tentacles yeah. running around running around and this story clearly is not an, a very encouraging story yeah no absolutely it's it's, it's scary but i was actually I was on twitter where like you just keep seeing kids with, and they're like, where did they make these guys? Like all of a sudden there's like all these kids. Listen, you have made these guys already. So let's just, let's go on. My ultimate love song is. Yo. I don't know that you're. Who did that? <laughs> um, Yo. Jeez. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Anita Baker. Um, Sweet. sweet love, yeah, that's actually thinking. Song. That's what I was actually, oh, actually thinking. Yeah, so, but that's I don't know if it's my really my ultimate, but that's the song that's that the came that's to, to mind. Yeah. yeah, Anita Baker is, she brings back memories for me. I gotta tell you, and she has such a wide catalog of beautiful songs. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she's about to retire. And she's doing one last tour. Uh, you know, I don't believe in artist retirement. I'm with Oliver Mtukud on this one. Artists can't retire. What does that mean? Like you're not at the Anita Baker anymore? No. Um, you're not touring anymore. You're not touring anymore. Okay, then say that. Yeah, okay. I mean, not you. Anita. Yeah, no, no, Anita, sure. you say that. She's still, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Shame, and she's retiring what, like next year? I've never even seen her live, Shame. I know. It's just, I think it's going to be a super sold out tour. Yeah, it is what it is. And I doubt she's not going to come here, so. Oh. Have you ever seen her live? Mm-mm. It's tragic. Mm-mm. When all is said and done, life is about... Love. Yeah. It's about love. Ironically, Notando <laughs> means with love. Notando Mikoko, thank you so much for joining us on Key Africans. Thank you. Um, it means mother of love, actually. Is it? Mm. Notando. It doesn't mean with love. Ma unotando or something. Yeah, it, it's Notando with love, uh-huh. but notando like no gutula mother of peace ah, that no okay, has in, in old no i don't know but his mother of mother of love mm. that is so beautiful yeah. shout out to your mom hey she don't name you actually my aunt my, my my second name is zainab so my parents met in sierra leone so i think there was like a, a strong um muslim community that came up with this so my, my mom fell pregnant there came back like okay we're gonna have a daughter her name is zainab my aunt was like zai who <laughs> no 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 notando so she was like, no, no. You gotta love our black moms, man. <laughs> they're like, they're no. They're just coming in like, what? <laughs> no. You don't name him. <laughs> no. 
No, so. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you for having us at your lovely home. It's a pleasure. For our first here on the podcast. Thank you for those as well. God bless and may you continue to have a very fruitful and spiritually bountiful life. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thanks, Are you going to feed us? Are you going to cook us up something? <laughs> There's three muffins there. <laughs> <laughs> and an orange.